So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast again. Uh, this is Off Point at 30, and um, where we discuss our sad, sad, pathetic little lives. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, hmm. uh, no, this is um, just, uh, yeah, two guys who are around about the age of 30 talking about what it's like. And I think that, you know, we hope that people who are listening either learn something from us or don't. And it's just, you know. Enjoy and your please day. forgive us if we do go off point, but it's in the title, so you yeah. know what you signed up for. Yeah, God help us all. <laughs> anyway, so um, today's topic is living at home. Um, it's something that f- that does affect a lot of us. And I think that one of the major problems that... I mean, personally, I do live at home at the moment because um, I was working locally and it makes sense to, you know, live with my family because it's... Um, because it's easier and also it's cheap. Um, I think that we discussed last time about rent, in fact, quite quickly, about how you know, rent prices mean that if you are on a lower wage, a starting wage, then it's almost impossible to... Uh, it's not worth renting if you can avoid it. Um, I think that one of the problems that I found, though, is that after a year or two, um, it's that feeling of stigma that comes with um, with living at home. Um, for me, it's something like, you know, like, for example, it's the basics of being an adult, like having, you know, having your girlfriend over or having um, a mature relationship um, or having a any friends over and things like that and having to ask somebody if it's okay to do things. Also, I think one of the things that um, that, that kind of creeps up on me, I mean, because I lived abroad, I lived on my own, yeah. completely self-sufficient and living at university, of course, completely self-sufficient yeah. there. Um it's that you get used to these little to having your mum do stuff for you that you don't ask them to do, um, and it's and it's something that sort of kind of changes your personality. You kind of I feel like um, <laughs> that I've regressed into becoming almost teenager. I think the major point that of like where you kind of have that little moment of oh crap mm-hmm. is when you find yourself going mum, mum, okay, fine, dad, <laughs> dad. Where's the remote? Dad! <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you will always talk to them. And I think that also parents always see you as being quite young. A as child. Well. Always see the child. Yeah, you're always going to be your mum's baby. Yeah. And, you know, you're always going to be your dad's son. Who, no matter how old you are. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think for me, it was, um, it was a bit different. I um, I obviously moved out when I was in January, actually, so not long. Yeah. So, yeah, I came back after university at the age of 23 and kind of moved back home with my mum and it's kind of like you almost regress because you sort of get used to living by yourself being yeah. a sufficient like adult but then yeah you, you end up going back home back to your mum <laughs> yeah it's like it's just such a weird thing to do and I think that everyone has to do it now I think that um I mean you know and for various reasons but also because you have that sort of end of university kitchen floor reset where you're like which I think we've discussed a few times where you're just like well shit now what and then um, and it's very easy to sort of get into that pattern also I found that becoming like you know when when you do leave it and going to work and finding a decent job that is enough to launch you into you know that independent that level of independence that you've kind of already had a taste of is yeah. uh, it's it's weird Um the real world is a lot more expensive than we were brought up thinking. I think we've may have discussed that before, and um, and it is a very different one. Um, and I mean, for example, I personally never had to pay council tax. <laughs> it's uh, a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I worked for a local paper, and like, and like the number of people who call up being like, "The 
fucking bins. Yeah, if a <laughs> motherfucker and it gets yeah. you because like, a lot of the time when you first move into a, a place, you don't play, you don't pay it straight away. You kind of sort everything out bit by bit. So I remember first getting this place, and then first thing you sort out is your gas and heating and everything like that. Yeah, and that's what you call up, and then they're like, "How long? When did you move into the property?" Then you give them the details of when you moved into property and they start charging you from that date. And the same thing with council tax, you kind of sign up. That was probably the last, one of the last things we signed up to. You put, you, put, <laughs> you put in the date when you moved in and you end up having to pay about 300 quid or more. Was that a month? Not per, we don't pay that, we don't pay that per month. We pay over 100 quid per month. 100 quid a month. But I mean, like, over 100 quid. Yeah. And like, no wonder people get upset about potholes yeah. and stuff. I mean, like in Surrey as well, it's, if and like five people like that, yeah, and like you know, I mean, because we dealt with the council a lot, um, and they do do the best. I mean, I don't think that anyone's perfect. I don't think any organisation's perfect. I think yeah. that um, looking at you know things like the NHS and things like that, where there is no money because drugs are expensive, and because, for example, like chemo costs like ninety grand or something like yeah. that just for a simple chemo drug. Um, I think it was per course. No, not even per course. It's per per hit. Really, you're looking at. Um, I think you're looking at 90 grand per hit and you know like dying well not dying surviving is expensive when it comes to that mm. but I mean going back to council tax uh, yeah you can see why people get pissed off yeah, it is a motherfucker like basically living out by yourself is a motherfucker you just feel like you're just being financially drained especially in London you know you know how the rent is like, really expensive mm. and I think that's what um, it's taken away sort of the stigma of living at home because people are like it's not the same thing like living at home at mm. our age mm. you're slightly older than me a few months but yeah. like living at home at our age you'd be almost seen in the path of a loser like what's that's wrong it, with you I think that's living into your 30s with you. but I think I don't think that's still that's the case yeah, anymore I it's think, almost like a movie stereotype yeah. of like sort of like oh he's he lives he's 32 lives at home with his mum in the basement yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like actually it's a girl, it's actually like I have my like, own space yeah. I don't mum and dad were yeah. nice enough to make to go build a you know, to have like an extension because they yeah. kind of figured out early when we were 18 but, but I think in 2019 London I think that stigma is not the same I know loads of people still living at home in their 30 a lot yeah. of people are either can't afford to move out or they're staying at home until they're able to save up to buy, um, buy a place because mortgage mm. is actually so much cheaper than renting yeah and I also think it's nice to actually have something for yeah. your money I mean yeah. like if you if I'm gonna if I was to well because I mean for me my life sort of took that little turn that we've probably discussed a hundred times where yeah. I was going to move abroad and I think all the savings I had um, were aimed towards you know like maybe putting down a mortgage but you'd have to do it in conjunction with someone else like yeah. you're doing yeah. you know you've got your uh, your fiance who you've committed to already to a such an extent but it does take but that's like a huge part of it is yeah. that you've got that sort of personal commitment that also kind of ensures it's really hard unless, unless your parents are re- willing to help you Mm. It's really hard to do it by yourself at the moment. And I think it kind of takes away part of the development of growing up where yeah. like it's sort of like you have stunted growth because it used to be that you get to a certain age after uni or after school mom, or college. I was talking about this with my mum. She yeah. said that she bought her first house aged 24. Yeah. And it was this little two... And we were looking at it because um, I was making this point to her earlier and which, you know, I mean, and that's the other thing as well is that you still tell your mum. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a bit of a mama's boy, but you know, oh, like I still tell my mum. Yeah, like all oh, right, because yeah. like yeah, because we've always like because it's just like you know, it's like mum. Yeah. Like, you know, like this thing happened, and like you know, like oh no, and so, I know. Back to my own previous point, I was saying, um, yeah, it's like you have a stunted growth. You don't get that opportunity to sort of go out by yourself, where 
mm. you're able to maybe in your early 20s get like get your own place or yeah. you're sort of stuck at home you, so you got you go from your parents home into your whatever relationship you're in home yeah. place and share with somebody you don't get that opportunity to I'm going to get my own flat for a little while and live by myself for a little while kind of yeah, like learn. Or you how, can like, learn, 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 like kind of learn. You can do that as well, but I mean, like, kind of learn who you are as a person and mm. sort of get into your own routine and kind of have your own space. Also, face those challenges yeah. that come with them. Yeah. Your face. I mean, for example, you were talking about council tax, yeah. and it's like, and that's not, that's a challenge that I won't face for another year, yeah. at least. Um, you know, at this rate, anyway. So, um, yeah, I think that we really takes away a big part of that development. Yeah, not I, that I want to do that now because obviously I'm in a relationship, but. When I was in my early twenties, I would have loved to have like that experience, being able to just set out by myself, sort of thing. Yeah, and also pride that comes with it as well. It does feel to me like um, I miss worrying about bills, and that's so weirdly dumb. But it's like, yeah, well, it's sort of because I mean, in Indonesia, obviously, my bills were relatively. I mean, they were kind of proportional, but I mean, I was paying what fifteen quid, one hundred fifty thousand for water. Um, and like, you know, uh, for cooking, like my gas, you know, I had a gas hob and that I had to, I used like, what, one of those a year. And that was like a one-off expense and the bloke comes around and the, all the systems are all different and it's all kind of weird. And that was kind of a really big part of the adventure though. It's, um, it's sort of learning all these things that you have to learn because of the challenge that life has just sort of given you with that independence. And I think that, um, by the time we're, you know, actually able to go forward and do those things. They become less of an adventure and more of a chore and more of something that, you know, and like you said, that constant draining of your funds were, are kind of limited, especially at a time in life when you want to be able to use your money to enjoy your youth. I mean, you know, we're only young ones. You get to live once. It's, the interesting thing about money is never enough. Yeah. I've been given like probably two or three pay rises this year. You lucky still, sod. Yeah, but it's still not enough. <laughs> I'm like, you think, oh, like, oh, I'm making a few extra quid now, like, that should be going, but no, I'm like, I look, this month, I'm like, oh, it's gone, what happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't like, even bought anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got the same pair I've of shoes. I've got nothing to show. I've got nothing to show. I've got the same shoes for a year, yeah. and they're falling apart, yeah. and I'm like, oh, 60 quid, yeah. or 50 quid, or 40 quid, or whatever, for like some new trainers, and I'm like, oh, let's have a little check of like the budget, and, but for some reason, spending five pounds on a pint, not an issue. So I think that's probably where I'm going wrong here. What is it with you and those glasses today? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm gonna like, move the glasses all over the place, yeah. mate. It's like I've got, got, got two. You got like a little mini bar set up over there on your side, and there's me with a little teeny Danny hangover today. So I'm like, yeah, because we told like, you to go out drinking last night. I didn't. I, I went to my girlfriend's, and she was, um, she's fantastic, but she was like, darling, you know, come to me, and like I finished work, I've you know, at my bar at like six or seven o'clock, yeah. and um. So I went down to see her, and it's quite far. It's about an hour and a half away. Yeah. So um, by the time I get to her, it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and you know we were going to go out for a, a for a drink or whatever. But again, I mean, like it's cheaper and you know just as nice to stay in. Yeah. And, you know, because I don't get to see her that often. It's um, yeah, it's just kind of nice to sort of have that sort of privacy. But again, with the flat, she's got her own flat because she's an extremely very very. How long has she been living by herself? Well, going back on point. Uh, I uh, think she's been living by herself for about seven years. Compared okay. to other surgeons, she lives in a place that's a little bit sort of in between. You know, it's very much commuter town, actually. We were discussing it this morning. And um, for her, she knocked about three or 400 quid off her rent. Mm. Um, but she's still paying like 750 for a little two-bedroom flat. I mean, it's cosy as hell because she's made it that way. That's not bad, though. For, it's not too bad. That's not compared to London, though. We, I pay nearly double that for yeah. this place right here. 
Yeah, because I mean, like, the, yeah, I mean, and her flat, I'd say, is maybe uh, it's a different shape to this one, yeah. but it's like a little attic flat. But she has she, she has two bedroom. That's yeah, but she uses the other one for a wardrobe because yeah. of course she bloody does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and like I, I used to do the same thing. I used to own a two bedroom um, little little two bedroom oh, up and down uh, back in. Um, this is back in Indonesia. Oh, you owned it? Uh, well, I mean, you pay the rent for a year out there. So okay. it was like 35 million yeah. for the rent, which is the equivalent of about maybe a grand and a half. No, so about two grand yeah. for a year's rent. And the house was great. Um, I mean, it didn't, ha- I, mean, I had to buy my own AC and, you know, like, and you obviously, because it's like 30 degrees out there permanently, you don't need yeah. central heating, but you do need AC. Um, but again, the electricity for that wasn't too much. It was about 200,000. So that's about 20, no, it's about 40, yeah, I spent about 50 quid tops. On bills, um, mm. and if I added up the rent, maybe about two million. So in the UK, so, have you lived by yourself in the UK? I lived at student halls in London. I've also lived by myself. Uh, actually, no, not really. Actually, I mean, only really as a student because I came back so, and did my journalism degree. And yeah, but even then, I mean, I realised that I was paying per month for a student accommodation for this room that was like a little teeny tiny on suite <laughs> with a single bed, and you know, I mean, the desk took up a third of the damn room. Yeah, and I was paying, and it was in Islington, so you know, I mean, like, and. But I was still paying, like, I paid, it for one month's rent there, I could have had a house out in Indo for yeah. a year. And it was crazy. I was like, I was like, how is this little tiny tiny space? We are getting ripped off in London completely. Oh, definitely, yeah. But it's, all about, it's all about um, the, the proximity to the tube station. If you live near a yeah. tube station, you pay way more money. As opposed to if you live next to a train station. That's the, that's the whole thing, like, round here, because we're right now near Canary Wharf. Hmm. Everybody from Canary Wharf wants to move down to, to um, North Greenwich. And, yeah, and they've pushed the price up so much around here. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, when I first came around here, not to see you, I was um, seeing another friend of mine about five years ago. Yeah. And um, I mean, his place was a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> um, but it didn't seem to be that luxurious. But I think yeah. the gentrification yeah. has been happening across the city. And yeah. I, I think it's a good thing and on the one hand. I mean, you know, like... Um, but... On the other hand, yeah, I mean, places that were cheap to live is where young people were going. Yeah, and now it's those places like, have come trendy. You like. know what kind of makes me wonder what happened to the community that used to be here? Just what happened yeah. to them? What, where did they move to? It's weird. Yeah. It's like you knock. It's like where are you going? Like, yeah, yeah, you, like you knocked down a, a place where there was a community of people. There was obviously must have been a community of people. You've knocked it down. Mm. I mean, you now. Now there's a completely brand new place where everybody's all like. I think they do. I think often these building companies do offer yeah. like properties for a discounted rate yeah. or something like that, or they they will buy the land off the person. I was, looking, I was thinking. I went to my mum's area the other day. She yeah. lives in um Kennington, and right. I just look, I just looked around and I'm like, she lives in um this big tower block in um in between like two new builds. Yeah, and there's like these three tower blocks that been up since probably the 70s or 80s oh, yeah, and yeah. she her, her her block is right in the middle of these new builds that just came up last year right. I'm just looking around new building new building new building and then there's just my mom's tower block which they did the cladding on to make it look, look all fancy uh, but then yeah, I was just thinking cool. that eventually they're gonna knock this down aren't they well yeah and also they're gonna they knock look- this down because if you look it's just in the middle of all these brand new spanking new buildings and you got this absolute shit show yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't say the shit show but no, like, it's, it doesn't, it's not the it, not, it doesn't look the same it's also the stigma that's attached yeah. to those kinds of tower yeah. blocks which isn't necessarily true. and also yeah. I mean like you know eventually that eventually that's gonna go and, and, and then and then eventually, my mom my mom's already thinking of setting up on moving back home anyway back to um, Jamaica but um nice. Yeah, so really think, yeah, but I'm thinking maybe 10 years time when 
I could visit my birthplace pretty much, the place I grew up, went to school and everything. I, I'm going to visit them where I, the building I grew up in is going to be gone and it's going to be a brand new building and it's not going to be unrecognisable. Yeah. And there's all these new cafes pack, um, popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, what happened to the old Greasy Spoons? I like yeah, Greasy Spoons. Literally, I went, I, I left, uh, when I moved down to um, North Greenwich, I went back after a month and then there was like a Chinese restaurant that's been there for ages. I went back and it's a pub the new bar, brand new bar, and all these people. I'm like, how how did they knock this up so quickly? That is a bit weird. Like, yeah, I think that. How um, did they not? Like, where did this come from? They just knocked it up out of nowhere. Yeah, see, I had the I had the opposite problem. Yeah, because I mean, like, in my area, like all like the closest town to me is Rygate, and all of the buildings that are along the high street are listed. And when I used to I used to come back every six months or so, and I found it was kind of a bit creepy because nothing changed. Yeah. And like you know, for example, apart from maybe, and like I think we had uh, they <laughs> they replaced where I used to work, which was this really really lovely uh, little fine dining place. Yeah. Um, with the Nando's, and <laughs> I was writing the papers at the time, and it was the biggest news to hit Rygate in a very <laughs> long time. You know, like I mean, like you, know, you don't get your stabbings out there, but you just like oh my goodness, the Nando's. So where exactly is that? Um, in Rygate, it's just on the bottom end of the high street. Um, you know, like towards Dorking. Okay. Um, but like you know, like you've got like sitcoms and stuff that are based in Dorking, like yeah. I don't know, like Home. I think there was one yeah called Home, and that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit odd. Um, because so nothing changes though. Yeah, but also because I mean, I live in a little village, so yeah. really nothing does change yeah. except for, I mean, even if my neighbours, not my neighbours, but you know, like people up the road and yeah. whatever. If someone died, then it's a big deal. Well, no, nobody would either. No one would notice. Okay. Or. It just, yeah, it's just a bit weird. But if nothing changes, wouldn't that be more of a big deal as opposed to where, it's creepy. where I am now where, like, everything changes. So if I, if I was to die, people people moving in and out all the time. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. like, have you ever thought about Because, I mean, this is a new build flat, but, yeah. like, how many people have died in these places <laughs> and you don't know? Like, no. You could be sleeping in the same room that someone's died, like, 20 years ago. The thing is about this area... I mean, that's the other thing. Sorry, go on. The thing about this area is that we don't know the neighbours. Mm. Don't like I've literally. I mean, probably the only. Did you say like one of the people was like from EastEnders? Yeah, like, one of the people up still. I saw him at, at a glance from yeah. EastEnders. He was in EastEnders years ago, and um, yeah, like, I've only met like probably one neighbor because we have they have like this little Facebook group where they put like free stuff on there. Right. So like um, Seti behind you, yeah. we um, we, they they gave it to us. It's actually a That's penthouse. Sweet. It's a penthouse like the 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 the, the flats upstairs are penthouses. How the hell did they get yeah. that down here? Massive. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we went up and got it for free. Nice. Yeah. Was it? Did you have, have a cheeky look around his place? Or? Yeah, it was yeah. massive, like twice the size. <laughs> nice. The, ki- yeah. the kitchen, living room was twice the size. I just can't imagine making that much yeah. money. To Millions. Because this place is probably worth about probably half a mil. Yeah, and it's like a little place. I mean, and you know, because and like it's just it's weird how that value is sort of changed. I yeah. mean, like because I always imagine like cause if you spent half a million anywhere else. Mm. Apart from maybe New York. Yeah, like, you, you get a palace or something. You get, like, yeah, I mean, you get a house. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. But the thing is, though, it's so... It's, it's I mean, London is one of the... Know, the, flat, the flat that we're buying across the road is worth about probably 540000 It's a two-bedroom flat. Yeah. It's a bit, probably about a bit bigger than this, but... Yeah, it's yeah, about £540,000. My mate bought a flat in... Um, Battersea and he uh, Ooh, Battersea's it, crazy yeah he just sold it and apparently at one point his, the house his little his little flat which is about the same size as this yeah. actually smaller than this um, was making more money than him and, and his <laughs> wife combined and they're both quite you know they're both in managerial positions and mm. they're both doing very well for themselves um, you know like they're the kind you know I mean they don't 
they're like kind of you know very middle class they all went to private school they ended mm. up in like ten, top 10 universities and now they've all got managerial jobs you know those kind of jobs though that when someone tells you what they do you don't know what it means oh it's exhausting and you sit there and you're like you're like okay uh-huh and all you can really thinking is how much <laughs> how much you know, like, you yeah, how much is that how much does that equate to how in much money? That, is that in pounds like oh yeah i'm a um, a sales representative slash manager slash entrepreneur slash <laughs> you know and you're just like okay great my brother's got that kind of job where it's like yeah. he, he he just told me that he um he fixes the big red button when it breaks <laughs> and they pay him a shit ton <laughs> and i was like all right well that's all i need to know <laughs> the thing about, about london is that it's crazy where like you can rent like one of your bedrooms out and pay you almost pay your mortgage. Yeah, that's weird. And like yeah. council flats as well are like super, super. Yeah, I mean, there's money in council flats. Yeah, yeah. My mate's been paying like what six hundred pound for her. If, if you are like able to get hold of a council flat, you're laughing. Yeah, and you and you did the right to buy scheme. You're uh, laughing. My mom, did, my mom did that back in the nineties. Nice. Like, I think I'm not gonna say exactly how much she paid, but how much it's worth now, but. Way more than triple or whatever you want to say. Like, wow! So it's yeah. quadrupled. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 no, tripled. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I mean, like you could just buy a house and sit in it yeah. and watch the money. And if, um, if she had the foresight, she could have just bought. A, she even she thought about it. She just never went through with it. Just wow. the basic life stuff got in the way. But yeah. she thought about buying a bunch of these places. That would have been a good yeah. investment. And then yeah, and yeah. then all she's got to do is fix a boiler every now and then yeah, when yeah. it happens, or like send yeah. in BT. So, yeah. Not BT, sorry, BT's British Telecom. Um, <laughs> you know, don't send BT to fix your point. <laughs> so, um, they won't do it. <laughs> but BT are awful anyway. Well, yeah. Are we allowed to say? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, it's an opinion it. on it. Yeah, fuck, fuck BT. Yeah, fuck BT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's segue back into um, the pros and cons of living at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's easy to talk about property prices. Yeah. That's right. That's all people talk about in London as well. Yeah. See, the property prices, what do you do for a living? No one cares. And like, <laughs> it's like, in my case, nothing. Uh, I run a bar. No, you don't. <laughs> I wash glasses. It's amazing. Um, no, actually, to be fair, working in a pub is actually quite a good fun. Mm. I'm get, it, I can imagine. I like it. It's, it's a nice sociable thing. Anyway, um, what were we trying to talk about? Uh, pros or cons of living, yeah, living at home. home. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um, like, because my motorbike's quite loud, so it, it's weird, like, coming home at the end of a shift and then being, like, having to sneak in. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can't do it anymore, which is a huge pain in the ass because I used to be able to sort of sneak in, but now it's like... <laughs> and if I haven't woken mum up, like, I am like... And then the dog will go off as soon as I'm there, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Although having a, having a dog... The family dog is quite useful, um, you know, because it gets you out of the house a bit, um, and she's a good dog. But again, I, I say, I say, like the pro for me, like that I was living at home is for me. I was a self-sufficient person anyway, so I did my own shopping and stuff like that. Oh, I did my cool. own laundry. My mom, my mom's a Jamaican mother, so she cut me off from the age of like <laughs> 15, 16. <laughs> You're fourteen now, boy. Yeah. Now go and make a yeah. living. I can't. What, I can't. I remember, work I, remember, I remember one day <laughs> when it came to doing the the laundry. It was just like probably Sunday or something, and I'm like, "Mom, you haven't washed my uniform." Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Fair play. And I was like, what? And lucky enough, I probably had like a shirt like left over. I, I think I had like six shirts. And, like, I changed my shirts every day. <laughs> and I had like one left over. She, she could have warned you a yeah. little bit. It's no. something like, it's like Sunday fun. night. I had to put, happy birthday, happy birthday. Sunday. Here's your laundry <laughs> to you. <Yeah. laughs> so Sunday night, I had to like put my, like, learn how to use the one washing machine and put my school uniform to wash. At what wash. point did she, like, did she even teach you how to cook? You um, just yeah, sit there like trying to make, oh, she did. All she right, did well, me fair play. Cook. Like, yeah, because like, yeah, the, like, my brother didn't have yeah. to fry an egg, bless him. Like, I mean, he's brilliant. so like by the time I met you guys in uni, I've already, I've already almost, I've ready for this. I, I, I live, yeah. I, I, I pretty much 
took care of myself. I cooked my own meals. Yeah, I washed my own clothes, made my own bed. I know for like a lot of you guys, you was your first time doing it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it was my first time. Not you particularly, but other people. Yeah, a lot of people when they go to uni, it's their first time. First time, you're eighteen, and I think that that's kind of becoming of age. Then we have like a friend that burnt rice by not putting any water in it or pasta. No, there was this girl who who put um, well allegedly put tins um, put tins <laughs> in the freezer because she thought that's how you keep them yeah. and like you know but I think it's quite but that's kind of funny um, I think that when you know like it's again it goes back to what we were saying before about yeah. when you get that extra responsibilities and like having to figure it all out yeah. and I think that a lot of stuff that, you, that people just don't even think you're dumb enough to not yeah. no and you are and you're just like sitting there like it's like why won't the tap stop no okay that's a really dumb example but <laughs> you know like it's just like <laughs> or like when the power goes out that's a fucker yeah uh, yeah but so, um, at uni it's quite fun though because you've got like everybody there who's like it's like lads we're fucked so <laughs> for me like the one thing I do like not- noticeable about not living at home at the moment is that I have to pay for toilet paper yeah toothpaste detergent washing up liquid although I was looking after myself in terms of what I ate and doing my mm. own chores for myself but so little things like that does add up on your bill. It does, but and I, it, like, I never like really that. had to worry about it. Like, like it was just it was just an endless supply of toilet paper. There was always just it's weird how that yeah, works, isn't yeah. it? And like yeah, when, in Indonesia, we had this little bum hose, and I tell you what, if there was ever something oh, we needed to import, oh, it's amazing. It's like okay, so it's like basically. So I'll like, break that down. Okay, so they have this like little like you know like those squirty guns you get at bars. Yeah, it's like that, but for your ass, and it links up to the toilet, and you just sort of. Spray and you can basically spray yourself clean. And I tell you what, it's a lot more efficient instead of toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, every every person who goes out there at first is like, um, it's just like, it's like, what what does this do? What does this do? And no one tells so, them. Let me ask. <laughs> hold on, let me ask. You think your ass wet after that and shitty? You get used to it. No, it's not <laughs> shitty though, because it's like it's like if you shower. I mean, it actually makes more sense. Cause no, but you, so like you take a shit and you're like messy down there. Well, yeah, and then I mean, you spray not- your you spray your bum. With this hose, yeah. I mean, it depends on the pressure as well. I would say, yeah. well, if you have food poisoning out yeah. there, and you, and you have, you, and you have you're a bit particularly shit, harsh, are you, are you a bit shitty and wet? No, because you sort of like you, you got a towel as well. I mean, like you know, it's your house. I mean, you, you know, because let me think about it, right? If you clean, so wait, wait, okay, you, if you clean the dishes and then wipe it with the towel, yeah. that's not dirty, right? But and you're like, okay, well, this this dish is clean, and then I mean, obviously you use soap with dishes, but you're not going to yeah. use that on your asshole. Um, but with this, with the hose, it's just awesome yeah. because you. Um, I mean, you get, it takes a bit of getting used to, I'm not going to lie. I think that for most Western sort of people who haven't lived or haven't experienced it really, it is very uncomfortable at first. Yeah. But, it's but I just think that, I think you'd just be wet and shitty down. No, it's not wet and shitty. You put your clothes it. back on. No, it just, it's, it, 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 yeah, at first it was a little bit weird because you do end up with like, you know, some, yeah, a little like, bit of dampness. Yeah, a little bit like, but then water, again, you're also water coated in sweat there. anyway. Um, not really. I mean, it's just, it depends because I mean like, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty you know I mean this thing this I thing couldn't imagine really... like say for example I was to take a shit well, I used to shoot mosquitoes with it when I was born because yeah. it was a wet room anyway because of course it bloody but is. say like you're like out somewhere you take a shit for some reason and you use a hose to clean your ass and now you're walking around with your ass all wet well I mean in most and restaurants shitty. they have like you know toilet paper and stuff and to be honest okay. uh, yeah they I mean like and also I mean it's not as bad as but a even at home like, I'm, I'm at home on Sunday decided to take my Sunday morning shit and now I, I can't sit down because I'm like... Of course you can sit down. Ass, like, underwear, I, can't, I can't sit down and watch TV in peace because well, my ass is all soaking wet. But I mean, I... 
I can't really remember, to be honest. I, I don't think I was going around with a wet arse. I think that, you know, like, for the most part, I was like, kind of like, yeah, it's just, like, lev- you get used to it. Like, yeah, it's like sitting there, and, like, you know, if I ever get a proper job and they're going, how's your arse? <laughs> Fucking soaking piss off. For two years, Lev and arse never dry. <laughs> Please don't leave all of this in. <laughs> no, but it was actually like, I think that also in that context, because you're already like, there's always that clamminess with the tropics. So, you know, it doesn't re- you don't notice it as much. I think after a while, it's like sort of when you're permanently sweating and, you know, like you're not, not yeah, like sweating all the time. I've lived but in, you shower a lot. I lived well. in the, I've lived in the Caribbean. Before. Yeah. And what's and, that like? Is that, have you got like, is it more humid there or not? It's hot. It's not the same. It's not like when London is hot. It's like when it, when it's hot over here, it's fucking horrible. Dry hot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, like I lived in Jamaica for like two years That's growing cool. up, and um, yeah, you just like you, you sweat a bit, but you kind of you dress more properly, more more shorts and stuff. Yeah, like that. I didn't wear anything but flip flops yeah. for about three years, yeah. apart from at work. Yeah, we have flip flops as well. But yeah, oh, I thought, so good. Yeah, still, I wouldn't want to walk around with my arse all wet. Well, no, but you don't walk around with your ass wet. You, you, I mean, you have toilet paper as well, for the record. I'm not just making this up to backtrack. Fuck you in this thing. Uh, you know, no, because... No, but, like, okay, so, I mean, you know, you don't, like, you, you just... Oh, there's no way of doing this without sounding gross to anyone who hasn't been through it. But I bet you, if, like, you know, like, anyone who's, like, who's done that... It's not as bad as, like, um, those squatty potties. Because I once had food poisoning at a wedding and yeah. I was in the middle of the jungle in, um, it was a local teacher and she was one of my best mates out there. She was absolutely, she was really cool. You know, those teachers that are like absolutely like strict as shit with this, with the kids. Yeah. And like, they always gave her the naughty class and the naughty class were also one of my favorites. Um, oh, they, they actually wrote me a song at the end and it was like one of the sweetest moments of my career. Um, but anyway, so like, but they were always like little rascals and stuff. But I tell you what, if she, when she went in there and I think her name was Vita and, um, I complained to her once because they were like sort of talking over me and I just was having a bad day and she was furious and I apologised to the kids afterwards for what happened I mean she was pissed off and she was like you have insulted me and you have insulted everyone he is my friend you will respect him and these 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 teenagers like 18 19 and they are like really tall like you know like they're, they're adults they're basically adults who are about to go out and do uni they're all about to go international they're really clever kids and she would just come in there and she'd be like i, I like she was like their mum though at the same time and she was a really good teacher she knew her shit she was Brilliant. Anyway, so going back to the food poisoning thing, um, we go to this jungle place, and I was told, okay, this is the best um, sop ayam um, in the world, and it was this, under this little tarpaulin, and like in in the um, in they had these like guts, they literally had cow guts in the middle of the thing. So I was a bit like, I oh, would definitely go native here, and I was a little bit British about it. I was like, oh, you know, I like the stuff, and it was fantastic. It was really good food. Yeah. But um, for, and but the thing is though, because the Indonesians didn't drink. I was I brought like a little hip flask with me or something because it was a wedding you know you may as well um, is, um, is Indonesia a Muslim country yeah or? predominantly Muslim but okay. these people are Christian but they still don't drink anyway because yeah. it's expensive um, for what it is and I think there's it's kind of like smoking here versus smoking there out there everyone smokes here yeah. barely anyone um, unless of course you're going out on a special occasion which is the same principle but with alcohol I mean they, and like that's could you get reasons. alcohol yeah, of course. But I mean, I thought like also the Western. I mean, one of the reasons I was I started to leave was because they kind of the Islamic influence was growing and it was quite palpable by the end of it. Um, at first, we would be able to buy beer in the shops, like just the normal local shops. You can't like wine is insanely expensive for like for for what we buy here for a fiver. You get it costs twenty quid out there. And relatively speaking, when you can for a fiver buy three um, big bottles of beer. 
there's no point in buying the wine. In fact, yeah. that's one of the reasons I used to come home is for bacon and wine. And uh, just <laughs> bacon and wine, bacon, wine, and like a proper vodka. Um, it's not to say you couldn't find it, but it was it was extremely expensive. Could you get bacon out there? Uh, you could find it, but again, it was kind of like trying yeah. to find drugs here. You kind of had to know, know a guy <laughs> in or know where, know a special <laughs> place to go. Yeah, go in there. It's like, come on, give me the pork, give me the pork scratches. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and like you can't find marmite and cheese, proper cheese as well. That was a huge problem um, because uh, they have like the whole craft stuff, but cheddar cheese was like four hundred thousand, which is again twenty quid for a little lump of cheddar. And again, it's not worth it when you can just buy like these amazing fresh, fresh fruit just next to you, like snake fruit and like jackfruit and everything is amazing. But it's just that change. And I think that that's something I do miss as well when I was uh, from coming back to London is um, you do have a lot of culture in London. It's all very different. But once you've lived abroad and you're coming back, it's that it's a huge drastic thing of having to work everything out in a language you don't speak and having all those challenges and all that kind of fun of it to um, just so kind after of living being abroad after off. living abroad what do you think about being like British do you, do you think like how is it perceived abroad I was how, very how proud of being British I think that there's that um, I wouldn't say that it's nativism but you, you being English becomes a bigger part of who you are here being English everyone's English doesn't matter mm. but out there you're special because you're English um, and not you're not special as in like you know no, no one's yeah, no one's going to throw themselves down in front of you and be like, oh, behold, the Englishman. But you are the Englishman because yeah. that's who you are. In the same way, if we were to go to the States, we'd still be different. English. But it's interesting, though, like in this country, we're not very patriotic. No, right? but you get more patriotic when you're out there. Yeah. Um, like, it becomes more how many uh, How many people over here that actually know the national anthem? Or um, I could get as far as... Wait, I, I, know it, so I know I know the I name. I know think, it's called. Yeah. But I, I could, I could, I, after, like, God Save the Queen, I'm mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that um, I had this image in my head of because uh, like when you when you hear it it's all like yeah. really big and grand and it's like okay and especially at the proms and stuff that you know because who am I kidding I am so sorry it hurts <laughs> um, sometimes but the proms we, we used to go to the proms in the park and um, they and all the and Royal Britannia by the way which should be the national anthem because it's just like I mean like all the all, all of the people just go absolutely batshit with the little Britain flags like whenever they play it and everyone absolutely loves it but um with um, God Save the Queen, there's this line that goes, um, send her victorious, happy and glorious. But I always, I misheard it and I thought it was angry and glorious because I had this awesome image of Queen Elizabeth with a spear and like, you know, nice <laughs> shining armour absolutely, absolutely fucking over some like, I don't know, on like, an old school battlefield. I'm like, yeah, go on Ellie, get him. Like, I just have this really like cool image of like some sort of vengeful like, like, queen. It was like, <laughs> I went to, um, I went to school in Jamaica as well and um, I don't remember the national anthem now because it's like six at the time. But like, I remember us being under the flag and singing the national anthem on a regular basis. Yeah, they did that in Indonesia. Yeah. They introduced that. And then they had um, in the evening... Although, as well. although um, at one point, God Save the Queen was our national anthem as well. because Oh, yeah, colony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we um, changed it. But I think we have... It's technically still our national anthem, but we also have our old one. Do you, like, well. uh, uh, like sort of international matches? Is it God Save the Queen or is it the other one? No, it's another one. Play? It's the other one. That's quite cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be yeah. kind of confusing yeah. if you guys played us, and yeah. it was just like you know, it's like God save our yeah. gracious. So we used to have your flag. <laughs> we used to have your flag up and up into the, up into the nineteen sixties yeah. before we became independent. Then we took down your flag and put our flag up. Well, it makes a lot more sense yeah. considering it's your country. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that um, 
Although, oh, who's I was talking to? I think I was talking to somebody about uh, that whole colonialism thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's not that Britain. many. It's weird how not many generations ago people still were explorers. And yeah. We'll go down to like Africa and places like that and be like, ha ha, we've come here to find what stuff. You, that's interesting. Um, what do you think about like Christopher Columbus? Um, I Ever. think he was a murderous prick. Um, I think he's uh, probably but, worse than Hitler. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think Hitler's kind of the benchmark for being an evil fuck. Mm, yeah, I think he's on that level with Hitler. Really? Yeah. Actually, didn't he tell you... I can't remember what it was. Because, um, you know, like, him and his people slaughtered the Native Americans mm. when they landed. And do you know that he actually never st- uh, went to America himself? Yeah, it wasn't he just, like, sort of he sat got, tight in the Caribbean somewhere? Yeah, he went on, um, to I think, to Haiti or somewhere. Yeah. He landed in uh, Haiti. Yeah, no, that one. Yeah, he was lost in the first place. He was trying to sail backwards to um, India. And then ended up fucking landing in Haiti. They weren't even the first ones to get there. They weren't. I mean, like, they yeah, because the Vikings were there. Yeah, the Vikings. Away. The Vikings. They they went to hops across Greenland. Yeah, they went Which to Greenland. They went to way. Iceland, and then they went to um, they went to uh, to America, and they called it um, Vinland. I Vinland, think, yeah, because they had like grapes, uh, grape vines, and everything. So That's they called really it cool. they called it Vinland. Yeah, so they found it, but oh, before they found it, the Native Americans found it. Yeah, well, I mean, I th- didn't they come over from China and stuff? Because there's a yeah. like, teeny tiny little bit between Canada yeah, and yeah. Russia. So, yeah, there was this um, ice bridge or, or land, whatever they call it, land yeah. mass or something that was, that connected Asia to the Americas. Imagine spending your time so the, you, like, I, so I the the So, many, many generations of Asian people lived on this land bridge in between like Canada and, and Asia. Could you and imagine watching that, there, that melt? Yeah. And you're standing there, okay, right, yeah. say goodbye to your cousins, so, kids. Yeah, so they lived there for like over a thousand of years and all, all pretty much almost created their own race of people. Mm. And then eventually when the, when it melted, they moved into the Americas. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. They like, moved into the, to North, to Canada, to North America, to South America, to the Caribbean. They moved to all these places. Yeah. So they're the ones that found it. And they're the ones that should be celebrated every year. Yeah, the smallpox thing. I don't know how the hell. I don't know how the hell America has Columbus Day. It's ridiculous. Weird. If either he's a fucking murderous prick. Yeah, it's not right. And I think not be celebrated. No, and I don't think they should have what's it, Natives Day or something or something something other. They stole the country essentially. I think the smallpox. um, They because they at one point they put um, smallpox in blankets. Yeah, yeah, and they gave it to the natives. Ninety-five percent of them wiped out by smallpox. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and like they never mention it. They're such an injustice. That's that's beyond. And this is before they even pretending that they were going to take tallies. I mean, there's definitely more more natives killed than yeah. And the Holocaust got. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's to me almost on Hitler's level. And he yeah. should be remembered as Hitler on Hitler's level. He should not be remembered as a, as a great man. Because I think it was part of the, was it the Spanish Empire, but he was Italian yeah. or something. Um, yeah. He was Italian, but worked for the Spanish Empire. Hazy as well. Huh? I am a bit hazy. For the yeah. record, we haven't done any real research. I have a like colloquial. Really? Yeah. I see, I watch these history <laughs> things all the time. I think. Oh, like by the way, guys, by the way, guys, I love history. I'm a history nerd. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, World War One. I've yeah. got a thing for World War One these days. It's like, no, actually, no, I went to a World War One phase. And then um, I think I'm kind of like coming out of that. No, it's interesting now. though. Like America and um, America and England get most of the credit, and a bit of France a bit. Yeah, it's and it was the reason why it was called World War. It was more yeah, way loads world. of countries. I feel like my Jamaicans, we were there. Like loads yeah. of different countries were there. Also, I don't like the fact we don't, that we don't get we don't not, huh? It's like the amount of racism that was yeah. like sort of. Have you watched the film called Mudbound? Uh, Mudbound. Yeah. Is that I'm gonna guess that's to do with the trenches and how like. No, no, no. It's not even to do with that. It's to do with um like Mississippi, America, and like the racism going on over there. Mm. And there was this guy that um he he like you know how like 
they used to treat in the south of America they treat black people so badly yeah yeah so basically it's about these two families one white one black and both like like they both have a a, a, a relative that go over to fight in the war against Hitler mm. and um, they both come back and um, because they had such their experience in the war they become friends but they're in the same unit no they're different units but they both went to war and they both yeah. know what it feels like so they're both able to make become friends would that be World War 2 or World War 1 I think World War 2 because they, they said Hitler oh of course yeah. Yeah, no, sorry so yeah um, yeah so they become friends because of that but it's still a racist time and he comes back and like in his new army uniform and everything comes yeah. back to his hometown and then as soon as he walks into a store they're like boy go in the go out the back way boy you think what well, you think you are coming through the front way with the with us whites go through the back yeah, way I don't boy. understand how that was still around yeah, like, in, yeah. And, and, he, and he's like and he's like they're like look a jig a jig in the uniform and then and they're like is go jig in the back, like sort of like jigaboo what's a jigaboo I don't know exactly but it's a racial, racial slur so they're like, Am I allowed yeah, to say that one or not? Huh? No, Am you're I? not allowed to say that. Okay. Cool. Right, I won't say that one. <laughs> it's a bit of an old school word to call us. <laughs> I've just never heard yeah, that term. Just never, never say if it. If anyone's offended by me saying <laughs> that one, you know. Never like, ever say it. Uh, but anyway, they're like, yeah, go go out the back way to him. And he's like, yeah, I just like, literally came up from fighting Hitler while keeping you guys safe. Yeah, like, what the and fuck he, were you doing? And the like, worst yeah. thing is, like, you went over there with the Germans and everything and all the Europeans and they treated them way better over there than they did in America. Yeah, like, I think that. I mean, like, and he was I mean, treated like, so much better over there than he came out to America, completely like cheap, like complete shit. That's weird. Yeah, and also I think that yeah, I mean, was it? Do you and, think um, they, I uh, think like while he's in the, while he was in Germany, he got a girl pregnant, a white white lady pregnant, okay. and she wrote to him and like they then found. Does he go back out there to see her? Or? They basically they found his, that picture of the girl with the, the his mixed race baby. Yeah, and then like they they the, the KKK came and took him, cut his tongue out. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, is that fictional? Was that true story? Oh, I think it's fiction. I don't think it's a true story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing with fiction is it's just, it's easy to sort yeah. of emphasize. Well, I don't like these but things. But the, 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 South, they, the yeah. South was crazy. Yeah. I don't like the way that, that these days, like movies, I mean, I watched Midway the other day and I don't like how um, there's that lack of acknowledgement. Actually, no, I'm not saying like, you know, we have to acknowledge everything all the time. Yeah. I mean, we don't. If you want to tell a good story about a white guy in a white family and whatever, Fine, yeah, but it's that whole family values crap because it's it feels like it's kind of being forced a little bit, like that whole sort of. Um, I think the importance of fatherhood or something like that has been a theme over the last five mm. years. That it's kind of like more of a not political, but it's more of a sociological push toward this is something that we should be doing more about, and it's getting exhausting and it's kind of getting so a bit explain in the way. that explain that a bit better. Um, I can't remember which movie it was, but I think that there's I think quite often with the blockbuster ones, like the big ones. Um, there's that sort of whole um, there's this whole sort of thing of like um, of parental and family values that yeah. comes through I know that it's aimed is at there's a lot of emphasis on like father like it, absent fathers maybe not just or... fathers or yeah or absent fathers but I, I mean because I, I don't know I mean I've I come from a family where my parents are still married and mm. still you know and everything's like you know everything's like that um, so I come from a opposite where I, I grew up with a single mother my dad used to come around maybe on average maybe once a month at one point and then sort of lessened as I hit my teens and now we don't we haven't spoken in maybe four or five years fuck yeah that's weird like because I mean I can't I mean I can't imagine like just being that absent yeah because it's like I I just it just sounds a bit because I mean a kid is a project yeah you know I mean first and foremost you've got this project 
Yeah. And like, you know, it's a responsibility. It's, you know, like, I mean, obviously no one wants to be wiping asses. Yeah. But I held a baby the other day and like, you know, you look at them and you're like, Jesus, you need a lot of help. Yeah, like, I you think, know, like, learn to do the dishes, damn it. <laughs> I think like sometimes I've been told that maybe like me and my dad are a bit more like than we, than I like to admit. Cause mm. like we're both, I think we're probably both introverts in the, in the, in the sense that I'm not really good at keeping contact with people either. No. I, I kind of, I, I hopefully that will be different once I have kids and everything. But like, but yeah, I'm not really that people and keep in contact with yeah. someone who's just yeah. Because I'm like he has other kids as well, and I've, I've been like told that he kind of does the same thing with them as well. How do you feel about that? About like sort of, yeah. I mean, like, how do you feel about him now? Uh, it changes my emotion. It, it changes every now and again. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes oh, sorry, just stop you there. I love how we've gone from it. Yeah, these movies are just crap. <laughs> and now let's discuss them. Segway. <laughs> sorry, go on. Digressions. Yeah. No, um, it changes. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes, sometimes I just don't give. I don't care. Yeah. Does it feel sort of like when you? I mean. Like when you do hear from him, is it kind of like hearing from an ex, or is it sort of? Um, I don't really have that much to compare it to. I think last time he he speaks to my mom more than he speaks to me. So um, I think last time when he got in contact, he's like she kind of handed the phone over to him, and I kind of thought, like, yeah, I don't want to speak to him. I think that's kind of like I mean, yeah, because I mean, what would you say? Like, yeah, because like to me, he's more like he's more like an uncle. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like an uncle you see on, on occasion. Yeah, and yeah. they're kind of like there and you're like, yeah, you just oh, say hi, hello. and then you just go upstairs yeah, and play yeah, Xbox anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of, I don't really, because that's how it's always been, I don't really have a bond with him like that. We have the same surname and probably like half of the same DNA and everything, but I mean like, it's beyond that. It's like, there's a reason why I use my mum's surname a lot, because mm. like, it means more to me than his surname. Because well, like, his surname kind of means nothing to me. That's, yeah. And if it wasn't that, it's a bit long to change everything. I probably would have changed it by now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The only reason you haven't completely wiped it I'm really lazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, a tragic backstory. No, I just can't be fucked. It's a lot. It's a lot. You have to go change your passport, your driver's license, your. Deg- like, like a couple of. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I don't think I'd be that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. Your degree certificates you have to get uh, changed in your name. There's a, there's a lot of. It's a, a lot of upheaval, and it's like, oh, God. And yeah. then I have to go to work and then tell them I've changed my name. They're like, well, you got married or something? Yeah, exactly. It's like, like yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, this is my way of coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a like, lot. Your boss like, well, I invited you to my wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of upheaval. And I'm like, I probably would have changed it by now if yeah. it wasn't for that. But like, yeah, we don't really have a relationship like that. I, I try not to hate him. I try not to dislike him. Hmm. If it is what it is, my, like um, recently, obviously, I mentioned that I'm getting married next year. Yeah, like my mom's like, "Oh, you inviting your dad?" I'm like, "No," and she's like, "You got to invite." Invite him as a common guest. Yeah, she's like, she, "Don't put him on the fucking table." Yeah, she's like, to be there." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you, you got to invite him. You got to do that." I'm like, "Why?" Well, I'm like, "Why?" Like, I don't. It's literally a waste of like because like each person you have to pay a certain amount of money, like sixty for, or eighty. Yeah, whatever it is, you have to it costs money for each guest to come. So make obviously, him pay, tell him if he wants to come, he should pay for yeah, it. Yeah, obviously you or pay for his share. Yeah, obviously, share. um, Lev, you should feel honoured that I'm paying for you at the moment. Oh, okay. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. no, I love weddings. I mean, I'm yeah. a huge wedding guy. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, my uh, missus hates them. Me, I'm like fuck yeah, a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what I'm saying is um. Yeah, like it costs money for to invite a guest, and I'm like, I don't, we, I haven't really spoke to him in years, and he hasn't really showed much interest in like trying to reconnect because I'm, I'm, I'm very reachable. I've got like 
you can call me, text me, whatever. Yeah. So it was like, I, I, I don't feel that it's down to the kid to chase the parent. And no, like, a lot of people not. always ask me, oh, why are you not close to your dad? And it's like, it's like, it's not down to me. I didn't choose this. Every every kid wants to be close to your parent. Yeah. yeah so it's like... But the thing is, I mean, I think that with parents, one of the things is like sort of the relationships, particularly I think with dads as well, is that it can be quite almost awkward sometimes yeah. to be... Because you're both blokes and you're both sort of yeah. concerned with the way that the other one yeah. sees you. Do you think that your your relationships with other men has been affected by your relationship with your dad or lack thereof? Mm, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I don't really know. I never, I've never, really, I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I just think, like, for me, I think I came at a difficult, maybe, part of his life. I think he was done having kids and stuff like that. And he thought, like, uh... What were you, like, having an accident that yeah, yeah. happened? So, um... Like, yeah, like, well, people, all the best ones were accidents. Yeah. Uh, like my dad's, that, my right? dad's yeah. in his, my dad's <laughs> in his um seventies. Oh, he's in his seventies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like, yeah, you can imagine how old he was when I was born. So yeah, yeah. yeah so he's in his, like it's like probably mid seventies at the moment. Do you find that because you mentioned earlier that you have things in common with him, like you know, being introverted? Do you yeah. do you resent that at all? Um, or is it just kind of a coincidence? Because I mean, being introverted. Being I never really, I never really thought about it. It's just um, my mum will say I was talking to my missus about this the other day about mm. like. My mom asked, asked me to invite him, and um, and she's like, "Oh, he doesn't mean anything by it. He just doesn't like keep in contact with people that well." And um, he's just he's like that with everybody, with his grandkids, his um, his other kid, his other kids. He just just doesn't, not really good at keeping contact with people. He just and a lot of people are mad at him for that. And I'm and then my missus goes, "That sounds like you." <laughs> you and I didn't speak for about ten years. Huh? Like we didn't. Like, I mean, I get. I hear from you every now and then because we've got yeah. group chat. But like you know, in apart from making this directly, you know, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like this is like the most I've seen you yeah. since uni. Yeah. But then again, I, but like, as I said, like it's not there's not a reason behind it. It's not that like, I don't like. No. I actually like you. If, yeah, the cool. fact that I speak to you, if I actually like you, if I, if, I, if you never heard from me after uni again, means I probably didn't. There's like quite you. a few people who are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I think, probably didn't like you or whatever, but. The fact that I've actually hung out with you outside of uni when I don't have to hang out with you, that you need to actually like I mean, <laughs> uni, you just need someone to yeah. But I mean, like, let's talk about that. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I feel like in situation life puts you, like, you become situational friends. Yeah, so you get, like, people in yeah. proximity. Like, yeah, because yeah, I mean, that work, whatever you like. Do you, you both, you both, you both, you both, you both work in the same place or you both go to the same school. So that's the reason why you hang out. But once you remove that situ- that common denominator. Yeah. That you, common you, don't, you no longer, you no longer need to talk to each other. I find that you have to make a lot more effort yeah. in those situations. Yeah. I think that's why like these WhatsApp groups that people get to yeah. be in. Like, I think that's actually quite, that's actually really good because yeah. I think that, you know, like a lot of the people who I see day to day, I mean, like for example, Monday, I did lunch with two friends of mine from swimming yeah. who I've known since I was eight. One of whom is, you know, one of my best friends. No, they're both two of my very... Yeah, I, mean, I would say I put them right up there, the two of them. Um, and it was nice to get together, but we hadn't seen each other for 15 yeah. years, some of us. Like, one of us I hadn't seen for 15 years. But then again, um, do you find that when with your work friends, because you mentioned that, um, would you say that, that there are people from your work that you would consider to actually be a proper friend? Um, so far I've had how many jobs in my five, six jobs. I, I consider probably one person my friend. Yeah. Where I've got that, like, I message them on a regular basis. We haven't worked together since probably three, four years. And I still message them. So I, I consider one of them my friend, but I, I'm, I got like a, uh, a, a WhatsApp chat with a group of them, but I consider like that person an actual friend. 
Mm. Um, there's another one as well. Actually, probably two people I consider friends. Yeah, and you the rest of them are just colleagues. I wouldn't really. Do you yeah. find that they, are they sort of a similar age range to you, or do they start at the same time as you? About the same time, similar age range, mm. just like minded. Do you um do you still keep tabs on other people from your old work, like on Facebook and stuff, or not? Um, I have a few people from my old job on Facebook, but mostly on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I hate LinkedIn myself. Yeah. I, I just I I think it's a bit. Uh, work anniversaries and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, oh, come on, fuck off, you can't celebrate. I've been trapped in this job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there like, congratulate Sarah on her work anniversary. No, because she's probably, f- I mean, like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. Who's going, hey, Sarah, congratulations. I don't know what you see. I'm automatically putting on an American yeah. accent. Um, like, you know, like, it's like, no one, I hope no yeah. one really thinks that that's a good idea. Unless, like, I think that if someone did that, I would just probably ring them and be like, are you all right, mate? Do you yeah. want to go for a pint? Because it so, sounds a bit like a cry for help. So I was saying with me, like, I never really mean nothing by it most of the time when I don't, like, keep in contact with people. It just feels a bit, sometimes it just feels a bit awkward and a bit weird. So mm. just... It, uh, yeah. you, can't, you can't force it. That's yeah. the problem. I think that when you... I, I never, most time I don't mean anything by it. It's just sometimes I don't even like going out like that. So sometimes people mm. come, people come to London all the time and like, oh, Marlon, you, what are you, you're around. Yeah. Do you want to hang out? And a lot of time I'm like, I don't really want to do it. I don't really it's not, not that I don't like you or just... Yeah, I, just don't really feel, I don't really feel like hanging out. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so that's what my mum was saying. Like, he's like that, and I'm like, he, he doesn't mean anything by it. And he's like, sort of like me. Like, I don't mean, it, I don't, I don't mean anything by it. But I don't naturally. If he came to you and said, like, look, you know, and actually asked to talk about it, and you know, I bought yeah. you a drink, and then wanted to talk about how he feels as himself, yeah, being an introvert, and then had that in common with you, would you give? Would you have the patience for that? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know how I feel if he got in contact. I don't know. Maybe at first I'd be like, no, I don't, I've kind of got, I've got by this far. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't actually. So don't is it know. almost sort of like a fuck you to him that you know, like you have all these responsibilities, yeah. you have this, you know. Good life, I would say. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, well, I mean, yeah, pretty good life. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if I, like, I don't even, like, I'm still, like, thinking it over. I don't know if I'm not going to invite him. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't really know. Well, I mean, who right, do you right, see? Right, right, right now, how I feel, I, I, I don't feel like I want to invite him. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, wouldn't blame you for that. Okay? Yeah. I mean, who do you see, though, as a sort of, I mean, do you feel the need to have a fatherly role model? Not necessarily, not really. Like... The type of person I am, I don't even speak to my mum regularly like that either. And like, I love my mum, don't get me wrong. I, I love my mum. She raised me, she did everything for me, but I don't like speak to her every day. Yeah. I haven't spoken to her probably in about a couple of weeks right now. And I, I'm going to see her till probably tomorrow or Sunday, but I mean, in general, I don't like call her regularly like that. My missus call her parents like a couple of times a week. And like, we have a friend like that calls their parents every day. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, for me, you just don't do it. I don't do that. Yeah, just, I think I kind of stick to my own space. And, like my mom knows how I am as well, so she kind of knows that he's all right. Mm. Type thing. She just checks. Just needs to check in with me every now and again. Do you have like a family WhatsApp and stuff? Or? No. Um. Do we have family? We got. We have a family group, but we no, nobody uses it really. Yeah, it was we, just like for my mom's sixtieth birthday that I, I planned um, a year ago. I found out that my, my parents and my brother have got secret <laughs> and I'm like I've got FOMO within my own family oh, I'm God. sitting in my own living room and being like oh yeah we're messaging Andy then are we 
Oh God, fuck you guys. They have a, they have a, they have a <laughs> yeah. My missus, my missus' parents have um family have a WhatsApp group. They have yeah. a, I think they have two actually. Like, Why would you need two? One for the each, oh, he each says, side. I just said that my family have two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one on each side. So like, what, one for my mom's side and one for my dad's. Side oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, we have like the immediate, immediate. You know, like, the four of us. Yeah. I mean, like we'd put the dog in, but she's illiterate. <laughs> Who's the clever one now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think the extended family, we've got, I don't know, because those little groups are kind of, it's interesting because like, occasionally you have to kick one up and get, you know. Like, do you keep in contact with your extended family? Um, so, yes and no. This is why weddings are a huge thing in our family. Yeah. If, if there's a wedding or a funeral, generally re- weddings, I mean, you know, funerals, are, no, one, no one likes having one less person at the party. Before you continue, the one thing I found weird about funerals, people taking photos. What the fuck is yeah, that? What the fuck is that? Right? It's not It's not an occasion to remember. Yeah, there's a woman lost her husband. Yeah. Or a man who's literally, yeah, whose I life has just weird. fallen apart. Like, I can't even imagine the I pain. Find that, I, find, I find pictures that, uh, I've, like, I've never <laughs> taken my phone out of funeral, funeral to oh, take a photo. That's weird. Although yeah. I did take... I, 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 have got, I have got a photo of funeral, but it wasn't me taking I it. I had to do it in a professional like, context. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's weird. I asked a lot of people yeah. if it was okay if I took a picture. Yeah, then. And that was for work, and I was there specifically yeah. to report on that. Always funeral. find it a bit weird. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't get it. And I, I don't think that, you know, like, I mean, what are you supposed to write under that as yeah. well? Like, RIP, it's so cheap. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that when I die, if I see people on, I mean, okay, firstly, why do people write on Facebook, on their Facebooks, I'm going to miss you forever and stuff like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we all want to, it just strikes me people now trying to sort of be seen to be grieving as opposed to, because I think grief is a very private thing. I don't know if that's me being hyper I don't know, like, um, I remember when my uncle died about probably four or five years ago and I kind of put like a photo of us. Mm. Like me, he was holding me as a baby. Yeah. And I was like, I put a photo up and I was like, RIP, uncle, whatever. I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. yeah. And um, thinking back on it now, maybe I should have done that. Maybe well, it was a bit too soon because like the night he died... But that's how I'm feeling. I just like I just went to the photo album and just took the photo see, of a photo and put it straight up. Like like that's cause I, I was literally devastated when that happened, and I was I just decided to put that photo up. And I thought like maybe is that because you were going through the photos of him, and then you were like, I want to. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I like, actually went to like take. The, like, I just remember that photo, and I want like, to take the photo of that. Yeah. But um, yeah. My point is that um, I have I'm friends with other family members on Facebook that might have not got the news at that time. Ah, that's yeah. a bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I have them, if it was hidden from them at the time or not, but I'm just thinking if they were still like seeing that mm. without getting, oh, the, getting the phone call first. Yeah, and the thing is though, that, Cause, um, that, that actually, that actually happened to also. somebody on my, the, the, um, my uncle's kids, one of um, my cousin's kids, mm. my, not cousin, my cousin's, um, relative, mm. they kind of looked on the Facebook one day and they're like, my uncle's their godfather or something like that. Yeah. And um, like they've got the news that way from looking on Facebook. Well, and then it was like at uni or something. Kind of like clicked on and like, oh. oh yeah, I think it's... I mean, Could like, continue on with the lecture. Like, so it was like, I'm thinking, did I do that to somebody else? Like... <laughs> That's so. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I think that's the thing with social media is that I mean, on the one hand, what you've you can do it because you can do it instantly. Yeah, and because yeah. at the time you're thinking about just your the circle around you, like you're just thinking about the the. His, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about um his missus. I'm thinking about his daughters. Yeah, I'm thinking about my mom. I'm thinking about like the people that I already know, but there might be people outside of that circle, like my other cousins. You don't know, yeah, my other cousins. I don't know what they've been told or what. Who's saying that I don't know what information they've been told, and I'm just sort of 
put my I'm just thinking about my grief and they this in in the circle of grief and then just putting my feelings out on social media and then mm. they might see it and not not know anything yet. Yeah, getting that kind of news is something you don't forget. Yeah. I mean, I remember my granddad died. I was um, I was in bed with my ex, and I tell you what, I, when it rang the first time, and I was like, mm. "Well, you know, I've got my hands full," so I switched it off. I, I, I killed the call, and then he rang back again, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> and I was like, uh, so "I was like, all right, get off." Um, yeah. Yes, and he's like, uh, "Your nan's died." Oh no! And I was like, and I was like, "Oh, oh, fuck." Um, I wouldn't say that she was as close. I wasn't as close to my granny as I was with um, my other nan, and my other nan was quite a big blow. Um, one that takes because I think that that there's a problem with the British stiff upper lip when it comes to grief. Um, is that and I particularly I think death in particular is something that we don't talk about enough. Um, and I was again I was talking to this uh, about this with my girlfriend because obviously she sees a lot more of that than um, than anyone else would really, um, apart from maybe Undertakers. Um, but Are you able to tell, say what kind of doctor she is? Uh, no, it's best if I sort of avoid as many details as possible. Right, because, I mean, but she does deal with a lot of cancers, right. um, and um, you know she saves a lot of lives, and that's something yeah. I really do respect about her. I mean, like it's a cliche, but I mean it doesn't have to put my working day into perspective. Though. Mm. So what did you do today? Oh, you know, I had about fifteen patients, and I saved lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, oh, I only saved about four weeks, and then she calls me, says that my life's a bit dramatic, and I'm like, I'm like. Well, yeah, you know like perspective perspective um but anyway so yeah it's something that i think people need to talk more about because it's something that's so taboo but also i think that grief is a weird thing um because you know like what you did was that you put, sort of put something i would personally never do that because i just find it to be a bit too private mm-hmm. um but also because you know it's but so I, my i'm actually was, to be honest i'm actually surprised that i actually did that because i'm really a private person because that yeah. a lot of stuff that happened in my life people don't know yeah. It's just like I just kind of deal with it. And I, I, I try to keep everything private, even down to my, my relationships and everything. Because like, even when I put that online, I was with my message for over six months before oh, yeah, I, I told anybody. Anything about yeah. my own. And I think that as you get older... I try to keep everything private. I don't yeah. put everything that we do online. Yeah, because I've got like about a thousand followers from all my students yeah. and stuff. And um, the reason I picked up Instagram was because because um, my students wanted kept trying to add me on Facebook and out there it's a bit different so yeah. kept trying to add me on Facebook I'm like well no I'm not going to let you guys see yeah. that but they wouldn't if they didn't stop doing that so I just started taking pictures of what I was doing as a you know like and made sure they were all appropriate could moderate them mm. um, and basically built it for them Yeah. Um, but over the last and over three years you know I had like loads of followers I've got like lots of posts and stuff but it's um, nowadays like, I haven't posted anything for about three or four months now yeah. And I don't know if that's because I'm. Um, I think it might just be an age thing. It's just that. Also, I, I just kind don't of feel a bit awkward about it because, for example, I know that if, um, if for example, I was going. I mean, going on social media, I find it increasingly depressing. And for some reason as well, and this is unrelated, but do you find like shopping, grocery shopping, difficult? No. I in f- what sense? What in what sense? I don't know if it's just if it's my, the way my brain works, but um, like recently, I've been. National, and obviously, in the last ten years, I've I've developed this sort of thing about when I'm grocery shopping on my own, I get really depressed. Suddenly, I just suddenly get this sort of like complete crestfallen feeling of like I don't know why. I think it's maybe the fact that you know it, you're literally seeing how much life costs, or like you know, I mean, over the cost of lemons for fuck's sake. I mean, it's something mm. stupid like that. It's like fifty p for some lemons. I'm like, hmm. I find it depressing, and it's like 
I'm stood in like these amazing sort of, you know, like we used to go to these carrefours and, you know, I mean, even now, like, you know, and, you know, like, there's always something interesting. I love cooking. I love, you know, I love all the things that come of it. And I like eating and I like, you know, being fed, you know, feeding myself and being fed and all creativity behind it. But for some reason, going around and picking up vegetables and, you know, like, and having, and even, ha- I mean, I have control over my diet and I like that independence. I like that control. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I know what I want. I know, you know, and it's actually quite a good thing to do. Um, and it's part of being, you know, it's part of that whole adult thing. I just get really anxious and depressed doing it. Really? I don't get it. I've been trying to figure it out, but because you forget about it afterwards, because you're like, oh, you know, I've got all this stuff I've got to put in the fridge now. And, you know, you, but I think particularly, I think living in London was one of the things was that... Um, so have you ever lived with a girlfriend? Um, I've had girlfriends live... Yeah, um, the first one in um, at uni, she she and I lived together. Did you guys go years. shopping together? Yeah, of course. Um, you, but quite often I'd Did have, you feel depressed? No, um, I don't... And if I'm shopping with someone else, it's fun. Um, Just but, by yourself? You feel yeah, fun. I feel quite... I suddenly feel quite self-conscious, quite lonely, and I think that... Um, and even if it's, even if I've just nipped down to the supermarket, let's say, because I mean, my ex-girlfriend was living in Oxford and um, when we were, and like, you know, sometimes she would be at work and I would be, I'd have my random day off because yeah. as a journalist, she, at the company I worked at, we had a random day off. So I'd take that day right over to Oxford and then sort of, and so in time for her to finish work and yeah. by the time she finished work, I'd have made her dinner and got some flowers and stuff like that because, you so, know, you- but... You describe yourself as a serial monogamist. Yeah, and do you way, think yeah. that that plays a part in it? I think because the, um, there's a what's the longest time since the, since the first one? Yeah, um, what's the longest time you've been single? About six months, I think. Six months. Maybe That's not long. long. It's not long at all. Yeah. I think that one of the things that's done... I think you have a problem with being alone. Yeah, I think that. No, actually, I think loneliness is something that I've only really been able to address in the last. Um, myself in the last couple of years I think one of the biggest parts of a breakup I think we said this before is um, when you have that sudden gap in yeah. your life that was filled by somebody else and I think it's not just that it's a gap in your phone Yeah. and so you go on the so um, I wouldn't say that I go on dating sites just to fill that gap but I think but that's what, one of the big parts you, of like you said that you've never been like the longest is six months so that's not very long so it's not um, and I think that that was also more of a practice actually yeah. no, no no I should tell a lie that was um, no between um, could you imagine being no, single for like months. Two years. No, no, that was a year and a half ish, but that was on and off. Uh, but could you imagine being like fully single for a year and a half? Yeah, I could, but I think that it's something that doesn't really happen to me because I have, because I will be, because I'm quite, an, I'm a heavy extrovert. So for me, it's, um, I would probably put social things above work in some regards, um, depending on the type of work I do. But the work that I do is more socially geared anyway, yeah. uh, which is why there's bugger all money in it. Um, but the thing with, um, the thing that I find with monogamy, with serial monogamy, I mean, is that um, I think it stems from being young. When I was little, I was bullied, um, and we used, the kids would play kiss chase, and I, it took me about an hour. Everyone else was playing kiss chase, and I wasn't getting kissed. And then I found that um, I was going along, and I, you know, it took me about an hour to take the hint that I wasn't really part of the game that everyone else was playing. And so, to me, I think that that had an impact on me that. Um, that meant that it's almost that like being accepted by somebody else and, you know, and having that. Cause I mean, I think that part of, part of it was kind of like low self-esteem and it impacted my self-esteem massively for quite some time. So when you find somebody who, um, thinks the sun shines out of your ass, um, it, it's a huge boost. And it's not to say that I need somebody else to tell me I'm, you know, I'm pretty, 
but <laughs> you know but it is nice when they do and I think it means a lot more to me because um, you know for example if my girlfriend's upset with me um, because I've done something stupid or said something stupid it will impact me very heavily um, and yeah. it, will, it will completely consume my day which is fucking dumb I mean I've got other things to be proud of and I've got a lot going for me um, and I'm not an asshole. At least I hope not, anyway. Um, but then, yeah, that's against so, like, objective. being in a relationship, do you think that's, like, a defining trait about yourself? I think that I put a lot of importance on um, mm. romantic relationships. That, no, you ever, that played, you ever played the field or just... Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't particularly bad at being single either. Um, because, I mean, when I first started uni, for example, I was single uh, for about six weeks. and you know, <laughs> That's not long. <laughs> well, yeah, but then, you know, who, like, latched on? Um, yeah. And But I think that one of the things that meant that I ended up in that relationship that wasn't healthy was um was a crippling fear of being alone. I also get a really that, bad fear of messing the, out. In the time I've known you, the nearly, the nearly 10 years, I don't remember you ever being really single, single lads. No, because I think it takes me about a year to get over somebody. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the in fact, I think almost to the day. Um, I, because, like, last time I met you, not met you, last time I saw you. It would have been September. You, before we went to Prague. Yeah. It was um, probably, yeah. The, would have been London. Said, yeah, London, yeah. London, when you came to my workplace where we have a bar. And um, yeah, you used with your ex then at the time. Was that the... Um... When you came to my workplace. Okay, yeah. Um... We went out for drinks at the, one of the bars. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and, and, um, and I, did yeah. I bring her along or not? No, you didn't bring her along, but you was with her at the time. Yeah, and... And then, like a year later, we went to Prague and then you, you was just, I think you just met or current partner yeah I had um, well at least I think we were just messaging yeah. each other at that point yeah. um, I remember yeah, you, and I I remember you mentioned her well. and then like then we got we reconnected a few weeks ago to do this podcast and mm. then, then you're fully in a relationship with her um, I think I moved very rapidly with yeah. relationships I think that's so, one of the things I found that very interesting because you, you didn't actually tell me about this actually you just kind of just mentioned her name a few times. Yeah. And I was just like, we can't oh, do so, so I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you, you said her name. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. Well, sometimes I, 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 I was like, who the fuck Even is my mum's like, what? <laughs> like, who are you bloody introducing me to now? Yeah. <laughs> 